I love watching home design and decorating shows. I find it fascinating to see a house transform into someone's home. Not to mention the amazing ways that designers and craftspeople make magic with color, function, and flow. One of my favorite celebrity designers is artist Erin Napier of Hometown. Beside the fact that her style and creativity is simply beautiful, I love what she says in the introduction of each show. She talks about delicate demo and shares how she loves to quote, find something that seems almost dead and bring it back to life. Now, of course, she's referring to homes and properties that are run down, forgotten, and in need of some serious TLC. But hearing her words reminds me of the methodical way that Ayurveda prompts and teaches you how to recognize and take care of the one house you have for the entirety of your life's journey. That's the home of your body and mind. This sister science to yoga is a time-tested ideology of self-study that looks to support and sometimes rebuild a strong, vibrant, and healthy you. Now, I'm not talking about an entire gut job or changing your structural footprint, but rather tending to the parts of your body and mind that need a little extra love and sometimes elbow grease, like peeling off old wallpaper before rolling on a fresh coat of paint. Ayurveda teaches you how to observe, cleanse, and rebuild your dated, tired, and old patterns and beliefs before gently and gingerly defining and implementing new ones. In this episode, I want to introduce you to this incredibly rich philosophy that prompts you to assess your current state of being, clarify your needs, and intentionally implement practices that assist in the repair and restoration of your most vibrant self. I'm Michelle Robinson, entrepreneur, yoga teacher, Ayurveda consultant, and life student, and your host on this podcast, Om at Home. As you may have already heard me say, podcasting is relatively new to me, other than the listening part. As each episode unfolds, I'm realizing that I'm more of a perfectionist than I've previously acknowledged. This episode has been somewhat of a challenge to put together. I've written, read, recorded, rewritten, and re-recorded it a dozen times over. I've been struggling with how best to illustrate the philosophy of Ayurveda to that of home renovation. Now, when I initially came up with the idea to compare the two, it sounded much easier in my head. And although I could have scrapped the whole concept, it feels like the right way to take a rather heady topic, aka philosophy, and have it resonate in some kind of relatable way. Here goes nothing. Like the house you live in, Observation and time allows you to formulate a plan and take action in customizing your home to just the right look and feel for your comfort level. You decide on which walls you want to keep or tear down. You pick colors that you like and place furniture in your personal effects where you feel they will serve you best. That's when your house starts to feel like your home. Ayurveda is very much like learning how to pick and arrange the pieces of your life in such a way that you feel healthy and happy and best prepared for whatever and wherever your life takes you next. 
But here's the kicker. The house that you live in is fixed, meaning it's in the place where it was built and hopefully structurally sound. So unless there's some kind of catastrophe or natural disaster, the likelihood of your house changing from the time you leave it in the morning to when you get back to it at night is rather unlikely. Your body and mind, however, are constantly influenced and almost always changed by what you experience in every moment of every day. This includes what you see, taste, touch, feel, hear, and think. Ayurveda, a medical system of health and healing, is just that, an opportunity to draft, design, and adopt attitudes and habituated patterns that best support and take care of your life's vehicle. You see, Ayurveda has two main objectives. One, curative, meaning to reverse disease when and where possible. I always like to clarify this when working with my clients that disease doesn't just mean a medical diagnosis of an illness from your doctor, but rather any form of discomfort and dis-ease that you are experiencing. That could be a physical pain, a mental affliction, emotional, or even sometimes a spiritual one. This is like finding and fixing a crack in your home's foundation before trying to add another level or repairing the leaky roof that of course then potentially leads to damaged drywall. The other objective of Ayurveda is preventative, meaning to promote a healthy and long life through appropriate diet, daily lifestyle and activity, yoga, breathing, meditation, and oftentimes herbal supplementation. That's no different than keeping your house neat and tidy. Where interior designers and architects use color theory and safe, functional, and aesthetically pleasing construction design, Ayurveda is a holistic approach to well-being that targets the root cause of pain and discomfort by assessing any imbalances in the structure, function, and flow of your actions, thoughts, habits, speech, digestion, elimination, sleep, procreation, and more. In the ancient times, when the Indian philosophers contemplated this art of healing, they looked to the greatest teacher of all times, that of nature itself. Nature, in its marvelous way, consistently works to uphold a delicate state of balance. This balancing act is governed by the theory of the five great elements, or what's called the Panchamahabhutas in Sanskrit. A common phrase in Ayurvedic conversation is that each of us is a microcosm of the macrocosm, meaning that everyone and everything is a unique combination of ether, air, fire, water, and earth. This inherent and unique combination of the five elements is your blueprint. Just like the houses in your neighborhood, there are a plethora of buildings that are similar in shape and size to yours, yet are decorated and laid out differently on the inside. In Sanskrit, the term dosha is used to help illustrate the similarities that many of us share while at the same time taking into consideration the one-of-a-kind features that makes us who we are. Now let me back up a little bit here and share this with you. When I initially began my advanced studies in Ayurveda, I remember closing my textbook one day in absolute frustration and discouragement because of how complex this topic can be. The first hurdle is the language barrier. Even just trying to pronounce the word Ayurveda is tough. Needless to say, 
If you hear me say words that make absolutely no sense to you whatsoever today, please don't be discouraged and do keep listening. I'm confident that there is a simple and tangible piece of information in this episode that will help you on your path to feeling at home with yourself. Secondly, the more I study Ayurveda and yoga for that matter, the more I realize just how much there is to learn. No different than keeping up with the new standards for safe home construction and changing design trends, the more you study, practice, and integrate the wisdom of these two philosophies, the more adept you become at understanding your likes and dislikes, and of course how they change, their causes and effects, so that you can best take care of your body and mind. After all, it's not like you can trade your body in and get a new one. As an embodied being, you are constantly pushed to learn and adapt in order to survive and ultimately thrive. Okay, back to this word dosha. In an effort to keep things as simple as possible, I'm going to define the word and then expand on that. So the word dosha is most often translated as bioenergetic force. And this relates to its binding-like action that brings together two elements. So for example, one of the doshas, there are three, is a combination of fire and water. Now, normally, one of these two elements overpowers the other, right? Water puts out fire and fire boils and ultimately evaporates water. Therefore, this bioenergetic force is what makes possible two opponents cooperating and working together. Now, not to get more confusing or anything, but the word dosha also means that which has the capacity to change or that which can cause problems or go out of whack. Say, for example, you have too much fire for the water you have on hand. Before long, the fire will not only evaporate the water, but it might also spread and burn up anything and everything in its path. This is why everything you experience in your life has the potential to impact you in either a positive, balanced, or negative, imbalanced way. You still with me? <laughs> Although I've given you a few definitions, the easiest way to start registering this word dosha in your vocabulary is to think of it as kind of a categorical term that clarifies a specific set of qualities that either supports or hinders your health and well-being. Let's come back to your physical home in your neighborhood for a second. If I say the words bungalow or split entry, my guess is that you have some kind of generalized image of a building in your head. Same with the words apartment or condo. Like each of these names that describes a kind of dwelling, the doshas similarly describe a specific mind-body type. Named Vata, Pitta, and Kapha doshas, these are the three categories with which your body and mind are intrinsically designed. They are akin to that of the architectural blueprints for the different types of buildings. The difference is that each of the doshas is a specific combination of two of the five elements. Vata is the combination of ether and air. Pitta is the combination of fire and water. Kapha is the combination of water and earth. 
Okay, although this stuff might sound foreign and confusing, there is a simplicity to all of it if you just stick with me a little bit longer. And it all comes back to the five basic elements and this one fundamental Ayurvedic principle. That is that like increases like and opposites balance. Think of the fire and water. Okay, so here's an example. What do you do when you're too hot? My hope is that you said you find some way to cool off, correct? You might have a drink of water, find a shady spot to sit down in, or enjoy a cool treat. Cooling down helps to combat the excess heat that you're feeling. Heat is the fire element. So think about what tames fire, i.e. water. And then that'll give you an indication of which element to use to help reduce the excess that you are feeling. As I've said, everyone and everything is a unique construct of the five elements. And if you start looking at yourself, including your thoughts, your words, your actions, habits, tastes, structure, etc., you can start applying this opposites balance rule and almost immediately feel and see results. Now, all this is not to say that Western medicine and science isn't important. Not at all. In fact, sometimes we need the medical research and immediacy that our healthcare system provides. Just six weeks ago, I found myself under the knife having to have emergency surgery. But as part of my healing practice, I applied the theory of opposites balance to ensure that I gave my body and mind the best chance I could to heal and to heal quickly. None of this is rocket science, but it does take a tremendous amount of self-observation, self-regulation, and most importantly, self-love. Personally, the biggest challenge I face in this day-to-day -day balancing act isn't in knowing what to do, but rather in making it a top priority. All too often, I find myself putting my own self-care practices on the back burner. Life is busy. We all have excuses. Gotta work. Family needs. Too expensive. Too tired, etc. But at the end of the day, if you don't start listening to the signs and signals that your body is telling you, then you won't have a happy and comfortable home to live in regardless of how you decorate it on the outside. As one of the leading causes of ill health and disease, pranyamparada, I think I'm saying that right, pranyamparada is the Sanskrit term that means not listening to your body's intelligence. So I encourage you to get quiet and start listening. Ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing and how does it serve me? Then look at the elements. Am I too hot? Am I too cold? Do I feel heavy and dense? Do I feel light and flighty? As you dive into your lifestyle, diet, and other habituated patterns that move you through your life, Ayurveda invites you to get detailed and clear on your unique blueprint and to put the best practices for repairing, supporting, and preserving your most vibrant self. I think I'll leave it at that. It's been a mouthful to say the least. But in future episodes, I most certainly will unpack more of this doshic theory and their elemental configuration. But for now, I'll conclude with this quote from the Greek physician Hippocrates who said long ago, everyone has a doctor in them. We just have to help it in its work. 
The natural healing force within each of us is the greatest force in getting well. Until next time, drop me a line, visit the Ambiance Yoga website, or better yet, unroll your yoga mat next to mine so we can practice in studio together.